planning on crossing the Bay Bridge? Avoid Bay Bridge delays by going early and staying late. Get 24-7 traffic updates at 1-877-BASEBAN at the MDTA on Twitter or BayBridge.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my studios at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Corby, thank you for the introduction on audio as always. We've had a minute here. We've had to reboot computers. We've had to do all kinds of stuff, but I have a feeling that that's kind of like the conversation we're about to have about life. So let me let my guest introduce himself right out of the gate and let's go from there. Yeah. Hey, I'm Adam Comer. I'm a pastor and the chief executive officer of S2L Recovery which is a residential recovery facility in Woodbury. And uh, we also, I think what kind of connected us is we put out a documentary about Christ-centered addiction recovery called The Forgotten Pandemic. And that's, so let's start there because I, I have a feeling we're going to get in the weeds today. You and, I, you and I spoke yesterday, much more than any other guest, honestly, unless I knew him beforehand. Um, I don't typically, we're unscripted. So I, I don't usually call people and set up, Hey, here's what we're going to talk about, but I'm going through something personally, and we may or may not get in the weeds on that today, but let's start with, let's start with the documentary because, um, that's how, as you said, that's how we connected. And, uh, let's talk about the documentary first, because that's going to be real important here. Yeah. So it was, it was, I guess this time last year, uh, no earlier. So it was right when COVID really just locked us down and, it was about the time we wanted to kind of revamp our, our ministry S2L recovery, we wanted to revamp our promo video, you know, like a two, three minute promo video. And in doing that, I contacted a buddy of mine, his name's Denver Schindel, who's just a phenomenal videographer, editor, all those things to do it because we wanted a good one. And inside that process, we really felt God telling us that this is bigger than S2L. This is bigger than just you guys. Uh, because our message is that there's freedom in Christ, not that you're bound to addiction, not that you're bound to these things, nor should you identify with it, that when who the sun sets free is free indeed. And when God talks about you're a new creation, he means it. And so we're like, okay, God, well, what does that mean? What do you mean it's bigger than us? And if you remember this time last year, all of these documentaries just started coming out. The Last Dance about Jordan, yeah. uh, Tiger King, uh, <laughs> so Social good. Dilemma. It's and it was so like good. we were drawn to documentaries. Uh, the, the Last Dance was so good. So uh, good. But America, we were just drawn to these documentaries. And, right. and we kind of felt God was calling us to do that. And no one outside of Denver, and he's never made a documentary, but we won't have any experience in that. But we felt God was calling us to do it. And so our yes was on the table and he just began opening doors. 
and we were able to interview Zach Williams and Mark Hall from Casting Crowns and politicians and pastors and uh, people who just had lived it and been set free. And man, God began to open so many doors uh, and it was just a labor of love. But I will tell you, if I knew then what I know now about making a film, I don't know that my yes would have been on the table as quick because right. it is a, a really hard and uh, long process. But man, it just came out about a month and a half ago and we've heard some amazing feedback. So let's start right at the top. Where do I find it? If I'm listening to this podcast right now, where do I find that? Theforgottenpandemic.com. And it's free. Uh, no, there is a charge and that's okay. because um, there's some streaming networks or streaming services that are very interested in it. And we've been advised that if we put that out for free, they won't make an offer to put it. Got out. you. And so that's completely soon. fair. Y'all you, look, your team has done an amazing job. I, I've watched it myself. I had the blessing of previewing it. Um, y'all have done an amazing job and you deserve Look, those people work. We all have a job. And at the end of the day, that shouldn't be for free. Um, and, you know, that there's a cost involved in that. And so you all should should uh, absolutely do exactly what you're doing. And, and anybody anybody that hears that and thinks otherwise, please don't stop. Like, <laughs> just, just stop. Because at the end of the day, there's people that need to be paid for the very, very excellent, exceptional work that they did on this documentary. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, and, and you know, we, we wish we could just throw it on YouTube and, and, and to what you said, it did, it did cost the ministry a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, to produce it because we didn't want to put something out that was, you know, when you're watching something that seems kind of cheap, you're distracted by the quality and not the content and the right. content was so important. So we wanted it to be top tier and um, yeah, we're, we're, we're hearing a lot of stuff, like a lot of it's, it's really kind of a message to the capital C church too. Right. We're right. hearing we're hearing that. Yeah, it, it's, it's exceptional. So, let, I, and I wanted to lead with that. I wanted that to be our leader, our lead off hitter. Um, it's an exceptional film. It's powerful. And I even saw the headline and it was about opioid addiction and how it's a, it's a pandemic. And I think, look, there's no, if, if you're not, if you don't know that already, then you're not paying attention to what's happening in our country. It's absolutely. But what, what really drew me in was the topic is actually about addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's with a capital A, I think maybe because that's a big, huge umbrella. Um, and so that's where it's so funny how God works. And, and I don't know when we're going to go launch this, but, uh, and I'm probably going to cry on this episode. I'm just going to tell you that in advance. Um, this is going to get real personal for me. Um, but, you know, that's what drew me in is the, let's just talk about addiction because I think we want to talk about some other things for me personally, eventually, but for right now, let's just talk about addiction because I think I don't want people to see the headline and think, Oh, it's about opioids. It doesn't affect me. You know, I've heard about it. I've seen it on the news. Yeah. It's an issue, but it doesn't bother me. Let's talk about addiction because that touches every one of us. Yeah. Yeah. And so addiction and the modality, 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 to which the world has told us to deal with it is a failed system. Mm-hmm. It's continuously getting worse and worse. And just last year to this year, um, there was a 30% spike in overdose deaths. Um, and that doesn't include alcohol related deaths. That doesn't include the devastation done by pornography addiction. That doesn't include an on food and on and on and on I can go. And the message is, is that we're hearing is that you need to identify with this. Make your, I'm Adam, I'm an addict, I'm Adam, I'm an alcoholic. And you go to these meetings and you have this regimen and, but you're always going to be this. You're always going to be this. You can hope for remission. That's what the world's teaching, but that is antithetical to the word of God. The word of God, like I said earlier, says that there's freedom and Hey, by the way, 
us church people that, that believe in God understand that addiction is not a surprise to God. And, and when we move to, and when we hand a spiritual issue off to a secular world, we're doing a disservice. It's not, it's not something that we should be afraid of uh, as men and women of God. It's something that we should approach when God, when Jesus was telling the sermon on the Mount. And I give this example a lot. I think I've heard it somewhere. I'm probably stealing it, but uh, you know, he didn't segregate. He didn't say, Hey, thieves, you sit over here liars you're right here adulterers you're right here and you drunkards you're over here and, and here's your message and here's your message it was all the same message it was a message to all and and if you really break it down addiction is idolatry and and the aspect of we're exchanging the glory of god and his promises for cheap bootleg substitutes mm. and we look at it that way now this is i need to be clear because i'm not saying there's definitely consequences and and there's definitely medical services that need to be involved because there's certain things that you, your body could have death if you try to just withdraw and and do it on your own at certain times there definitely needs to be a team of people in place but the root of it is your heart if you first clean the inside of the cup and dish god says the outside will also be clean not the other way around not white knuckling it and trying to have behavior modification right. that's not the answer right so let's talk about S2O yeah. recovery. Can we talk about just the organization? And again, I want to talk, I want to, I want to hit these big pillars yeah. and then I really want to get into a real life application. So um, let's talk about S2O. Yeah. So S2O, we've been a, a nonprofit organization since 2006. So 15 years. I've, I've been a part of the organization for 10 of those years and I've just seen thousands of men come through. I've seen and heard just, you can imagine the craziest of stories, but I've also seen and heard restoration, man, right. and God setting men and women free. Well, we're just a men's organization, but what we've seen is when the man comes in and God gets a hold of his life, that has a, a, a ripple effect on the entire family. Mm-hmm. The entire family seems to be drawn to this place of freedom, drawn to this place of praising God for this. And so I've seen that for a while. Uh, and, and then around the same time of the documentary and that feeling to do that, we, we've, been, <laughs> we've been saying this, and it's not because it's fun. In fact, it was terrifying, but we feel that from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation. Mm. And that wasn't a raw, raw, awesome thing when we felt God telling us that. It was a, I'm laying prostrate on the floor, terrified, why us, God, thing. And so that's how I knew it was real. Yeah. And so we've been marching towards that and God called us to, Hey, again, it's bigger than you guys expand this message. And so we felt like he called us to be, Hey, go and get a license. Cause we were just a nonprofit doing this. Um, and we're still a nonprofit, but doing this the way we know how, and the way that we've done it. And like I said earlier, God said, Hey, get licensed. Well, to get licensed, you, you need to bring medical team involved. You gotta have a doctor, nurse and clinical therapist, licensed therapist. And for the longest time we thought, no, you can't do that. If we do that, we can't talk about Jesus and we never will we'll never compromise that. And the answer was, no, you just have to find those professionals that believe in Christ, have the same biblical worldview and believe about addiction that you did. Yeah. So we were able to do that. And we have an, a, a national accreditation as well as the state license. We're able to build insurance and allow open up more people to come in um, and, and, and charge their insurance instead of their their. Um, bank accounts, I guess, but 
I mean, it's been a journey. It's been, we've seen amazing things happen in this. I've seen it in the last 10 years, but we have a, a very high success rate compared to the secular world. And, and that is with, with a survey that we did with like a social worker, like a legit survey, um, it was 60% came back that are still living in freedom. And that's what's calling them and their families. Um, and the national average is 12%. And that's five times the national average. Wow. And, and so 60% is not enough, but you want to know one of the questions, and I think this is important. One of the questions on our survey, survey is, are you in church? Mm. And you can imagine what I'm about to say, but out of the 60%, they were in church. Mm. They were plugged into community. They were not that church buildings and, and checking off boxes and going to do these things is the answer, but fellowship in Christ and the body and coming together is important. Once they leave me, once they leave us too well, if they don't plug in, we failed. We failed to show the importance of that. And so, mm. man, it's, it's, it's discipleship. It's plugging in. It's really important. So let me ask you this, the, you know, and, and I apologize. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's at Matthew, the story of the, the mat, the, uh, and the friends, that, yeah. uh, is it in Matthew? I believe so. It might be in multiple gospels, but yeah, I think it is Matthew. So the friends take this man that's, uh, you know, he, he can't take himself. So they carry his mat. And that's many, many people talk about this. They carry his mat. They tear through the roof yeah. of this building because it's full. They can't get him in, but they care enough about him. Hmm. Sorry, uh, this is going to be an emotional episode, y'all. I, I promise you, uh, we're going to get through it. But uh, his friends care enough about him to, to take him up on the roof, tear the roof open to get to Jesus because they want to see him healed. Um, and he, and they because of that, he sees it, and Jesus heals that man, that man that walks out of that building. Um, do you see that with your ministry? Do you see that that there are people that literally carry someone to you all? Not 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 maybe physically, yeah. but walk you walk someone to you all and say, "Man, we care enough about this man that we we need to get him right." Is that fair to say? Oh yeah, before and after. So just the other day on, on a podcast, my my co-host Ryan Chittister, we were talking about prayer, and he made the statement all of us are here because of someone's prayers, mm. prayers, a dad's prayers, a child's prayers for you. And just the protection around that. But, and sometimes, sometimes that carrying them on the mat isn't prayer. Sometimes it's kicking and screaming. Sometimes it's tough love. A lot of times it's tough love. That's why this whole thing of addiction is, is interesting because I know that what I'm doing for this man is right. It's righteous. And it's absolutely what's best for him. But when they are, when the veil is on and they are in bondage enslaved to a chemical or to whatever it may be, anything that attempts to come at that bondage, you lack, they lash out at and, the, and man, and, and manipulation is such a powerful tool of someone in addiction or they're probably not in it for very long. And so they know the things that's going to sting the most. And so you're doing what you know to be true, what you know to be right, to grab that mat and carry them to a place of healing. And man, they're, they're kicking and screaming the whole way. They're throwing daggers, they're shooting arrows. And then 
That's true. And so be prepared for that. If you're listening to this and your loved one's battling with an addiction, know that no matter the words they say, you're doing the right thing. And we pray that there's a time of restoration that those are repented of and forgiveness for. And we see guys all the time, whether they want to come in, which is a lot of the time they know they need help. They're tired of this life, but there's also the times that a court may order it or an intervention happens. And there's that anger, whatever way they come in, we see so much of that. I call it the light coming on in their eyes. When there's that moment of revelation, when there's that moment of understanding the gospel of man, God did this for me. God broke these chains. He died for me. He, he even saw me in this pit in this secret place that I thought no one did. He saw me beforehand and still went to the cross. Man, it's mind blowing and it has an effect on people. It's, it's incredible. I think when I go back to the documentary, I think about that. And that, that was what was so powerful for me personally uh, and very personally is, and we're not here to say anything bad about any of the programs that are out there. Um, they, they exist. They've had success. Anyone that's been through one of those, if you are successful, Amen. Um, we're not here to talk about what, what we are here to talk about is the success rate that you all are having. And I think there was a line or a moment in that that was so powerful for me. And that was the fact that those are all great. Um, but the reality is they don't set you free. Mm. And until we and, and please tell me if I'm wrong or paraphrasing this wrong, but until we find freedom in Christ and find the fact that we haven't done anything wrong. Mm. Uh, we're forgiven and we're free. Then we can't find true recovery. Is that fair? Yeah. And I would take it a step further. Even if you did do something wrong, that's the point of the gospel. Like so often in this space, here's what the mind will tell us, right? Right, Aaron. Here's, here's what it told me. Here's what it tells millions of people that you're a fraud. You're a fraud. I know it's, a, it's the shots of the enemy, our own flesh. We're trying to have this life, but yet that secret sin, that thing that we did the other day that we think no one knows, whether it be our adversary, our own flesh, when we're trying to have a moment and we're leading and we're worshiping or on the way home, here's that arrow. You're a fraud. Mm -hmm. And the truth is I am a fraud. Yeah. That's the point of the cross of Christ. Right. I can't. He did. Yeah. And then when I lay that down and I realized that whether I did nothing wrong or I did everything wrong, it's all about what he did. And he says that I'm made new. And not only that, but it's the great exchange. It's my sin and unworthiness for his righteousness. And now God, the father looks down and sees us as perfect, spotless, blameless because of the blood of Christ. And man, when you get that and you truly understand that, and it's, it's not for me, it was a place of, I was crushed when I came and I actually came through s to recovery over a decade ago. So wow. the same program God has me leading, he led me to after many attempts at the secular world of doing it. And when I came here, I can distinctly, distinctly remember I was crushed. And that was the most beautiful moment of my life because it was no longer about me controlling or me having the plan. Cause man, I'm the, God's created me with the mind of I'm always 50 moves up here. I'm always big picture. I'm always planning. But in that moment, it was like, Adam, you can't plan your way out of this. You can't strategically do this. You're the reason you're here. And when I saw that, it was the Easter season, man. And I just remember I grew up in church, have great parents, don't have the story that a lot of people do have in addiction. But 
I remember seeing the Easter message and it was like, I saw it for the first time, man. It was like, I saw this, this, this Easter presentation. And I just remember he did that for me. What? You, I know the dirtiness. And it was like in the darkest season of my life, there was just this whisper. I love you. And man, it changed. It was like, Oh, wow. And I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to be worthy of the gospel. I wanted to know more about this love. So I began reading. I wanted to know more about this freedom in Christ. But so I began to try to know more about who he was. And God just began to grow me and grow me to understand. I don't have to be that. Like, and you mentioned, you know, freedom and I think, and, and, and success rates. And I think it kind of boils down to this. This might be controversial, but I don't think so. My definition, not Webster's, but sobriety is I'm not doing things because that I really want to do. I'm not doing things I really want to do because of the consequences. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to have this. There's consequences of this behavior. So I'm just not going to do them. Although I want to do it. That's sobriety to me. Freedom is I don't want to do these things anymore. And the only way that that happens is that a renewed mind takes place and a heart of stone becomes a heart of flesh through the spirit of God. And man, when that happens, it's not perfect. You don't, you don't wake up in the morning and say, zippity do you still have these thoughts at times for a season. I even had dreams that would attempt to knock me off track, but I'm telling you when that renewed mind is I can repent of a thought or I can repent of of an action and no, I don't have to start back over with a, I don't have to start back over with a white chip and say that I'm an addict again. And I, man, I had six months, but now I'm on day one again. No, no, no. God, as Paul instructed, the spirit of God instructed Paul is I don't look back. I press on. I press on towards the goal to which Christ has called me in his name. And man, that's different. That's a different message than the, the addiction world's hearing right now. Yeah. It's powerful. This may not be a fair question. What is the average rate of recovery in terms of time? It's not an overnight success, correct? No, um, that is a good question. I mean, our survey, we only asked people that had been out of our program for a year or longer. That was the baseline. So you, if, you weren't even going to get called and asked unless you've been out a year. So I think it's different. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, there's, there's definitely stories of God just removing it, but I, that's definitely the exception and not the rule. Right. Uh, and as far as time, I think there is a physical, I did say it's a spiritual issue and I stand by that, but there's physical stuff too. And I think sure. depending on if, if a guy's been shooting heroin for 30 years or right. drinking a liter of vodka for 30 years, that's going to physically going to take longer for your body just to feel. And so I, I don't know. I don't know that there is a, a, a cookie cutter answer to that. Um, but I know that whether it's been 30 years or 30 minutes or, you know, or whatever, 30 days, right. you just need help. I know that the answer is the same. And I've seen freedom in both of those scenarios. Awesome. And not only freedom, but like, like mighty men of valor coming out of something, the pit and the mire and becoming like, just no more shame. Like, I don't give a rip what people think about me anymore because mm. I've, I've been to that. Yeah. And God's called me to this. Yeah. So I want to, in fairness, this interview was coordinated and put together because of, again, the documentary, everything we've talked about so far. And I don't want to diminish any of that. And I certainly don't want to uh, cry on your couch, so to speak. Um, and we may get there in a second, because honestly, I'm, I'm a wreck right now. Um, that said, I don't want to diminish anything that, that 
we're going to do today. So give me all the links. If someone wants to see the documentary, if someone wants to reach out to you, um, give me everything that you possibly can, because I think we're going to get real in an application in a minute. I don't want that to be lost in what we're here for today. Cool. And I appreciate that. And Aaron, I mean, know that that was the point of, that was one of the reasons for making this stuff is to get this message of hope out and truth. Right. But so the, if, if, if you're a male 18 or older or a loved one is in that situation and, and they need help, please reach out. It's S the number two L recovery.org S two L recovery.org. And that sends you to our website about our residential recovery facility um, for the uh, documentary, it's the forgotten pandemic.com, just all one word. Uh, and then for our resources, a lot of churches after seeing the documentary, they're, they're wanting to start recovering ministries because they're kind of, and again, we're not talking about, but they want some, a different option than what's out there for their church to host. And so we have our curriculum that's called lost and found recovery in Christ. And that's at, um, S the number two L.net S two L.net just three, but it's the numeral, not T-W-O or T-O. And your location is in Tennessee, correct? Yeah, Middle Tennessee, but it's, you know, like I said before, we're real close to the BNA Nashville Airport, and we have guys fly in from all over the country, literally. Uh, I want to say we have guys from, yeah, all over the country currently. All right, awesome. And I, I love the film. I love what you guys do. I love how you do it. I love everything we've talked about. And I'm going to tell you, man, I love you. Uh, we, we talked yesterday for an hour and I, uh, and I don't forget that. And I, uh, it's just the way I'm wired, but uh, thank you, man. Thank you for everything. Uh, thank you for sharing the film with us. Thank you for doing the film and thank you for the work that you do. Not it's, this wasn't about me today. It's not, I hope not. I hope nobody hears that and thinks this is about me. What this is about is all of us and, uh, and those people that we love that maybe it's not you, but it could be somebody you love. And if it is share it with them and please let's, let's, let's help people get the free. Okay. Let's, let's help them get the freedom. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, thank, thank you so much, much for having me on, man. I appreciate right. it. We will talk soon. Thank you so much. See ya. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. <sighs> Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. <laughs>